Yo, let's talk about recognition and respect while I feast the labels picking up the check. Then I Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Recognition and Respect with your boy Sneaky. Got the homie Steadfast right here. Say what's up, Steadfast. Yo, 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 yo. What up, my beautiful people? It's cracking. So, uh, first things first, man. You've actually never done an episode of R&R before, so we're just going to start it off how I start off uh, all my other ones with uh, who are you, what do you do, and you can get as literal or metaphorical as you want. So, go take it away. All right. So, uh, first of all, my name is Steadfast. I'm from the Northeast, uh, Northeast LA. We call that Nella, which is Northeast LA. Just like you guys go like Sela, which is Southeast LA. We have our own acronyms too, you know. That's between um, basically Dodger Stadium and basically between kind of like uh, Pasadena if you want to get technical. So it's all those little areas, uh, Glassell Park, Highland Park, Cypress Park, Lincoln Heights, Frogtown, all those little places, Echo Park. Um, so that's where I'm from. I started making music when I was about... 18 but i started writing and freestyling and battling when i was 13 so i would say who am i is uh i would say a messenger dude i just use the tools and the skills and the weapons that i've have as a lyricist as a writer as a poet as a philosopher to um use those tools to build my messages and to let other viewers and let other fans know where i'm coming from and what i represent so uh, you say you're a messenger so like what's, what's what? your you say you're a messenger so what's like your overall message or do you have like multiple message or does the mo- does the messages come to you as you grow older what's that i think all yes to all of those um i'm a messenger on everything drug addiction poverty depression light dark evil angels demons i talk about everything dude so i would say um it depends on what i'm feeling what i'm going through that week that month i write a song about a song a day so i have to literally get my thoughts about which direction i I'm going to, if I'm talking about like depression, most likely I'm going through some depressing shit in my life. If I'm talking about some like graffiti shit, maybe I'm talking about some shit in my past life where I used to be in the whole graffiti scene, the tiger scene, all that shit, you know? So it kind of depends on what mode, what mood, what I'm studying, what I research. I do a lot of fucking reading from like five to seven subjects every single day on some nerd shit. So yes to all those dudes. <laughs> I have messages about everything. Uh, it's whatever the mode and mood I'm in. And um, I just like to uh, I like to shed light to subjects and to topics that are not talked about, you know. I feel That's you. pretty much exactly what I do and what I am. And so uh, let's just do some quick Corona questions. So for folks who <laughs> don't know you or are not up to date, like, are you currently working? Are you considered essential? Are you a hundred percent artist and like completely fucked right now? What's your What's your status right now? If you don't mind sharing. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what part. Of- this is uh so i have two jobs besides making music you know whatever money i make uh doing shows and making music off roller tours or whatever but i have two jobs right now and both jobs are outro ever since the fucking uh, lockdown went down i had my first job for about a week and a half and then after that nope nope then they pushed it back to april uh, 15th then april what was it 28th or 30th and then may whatever and then now it's may 15th so i hopefully go back may 15th for both my jobs if not i'm gonna start just applying to everywhere i can dude so uh, i live by myself i rent a room i rent my own a rehearsal studio i pay all my own bills i handle this shit everything you hear from me all the shows and tours i do is all funded by this man right here putting in my own work in 
I don't hustle. I don't deal anymore. I quit all the crime life years ago, all that shit. So now I'm pretty much fucked. Like you said, as an artist, <laughs> I'm looking at my options, seeing what type of work I can get into. And I can't even do shows to make money because every time I leave LA, I at least get paid to do a show. Right. Some money. When I leave the state, I make real money. So I can't even do that right now because all clubs, venues, and festivals are done with right now. So I'm fucked. A. <laughs> but i feel like i feel like my maker my creator's always got me he's always had me so uh, i might not know my future but i know who holds my future i feel and you that's I feel that you. dog uh well i'm sorry that you're going through that um you're not alone a lot of people are fucking on that struggle so like have you applied for any uh, unemployment or financial stimulus did you do your taxes last year were you able to get any of that money cracking or what it's a fucking excellent question um uh, actually my uh my homegirl and her mom, they sent me this whole fucking link when I opened it. It was just like the whole CARE Act, if yeah, you know yeah. what that is. Yeah, yeah, it cares, The whole yeah. CARE Act that uh, the president signed for people like us. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, mostly for people that are um, unemployed, cannot work because of this whole lockdown shit. So I was reading it, and I applied to, I think, two packages. So what I'm right now doing is applying for, I think it's the, the card that you need. So I'm applying for that right now, and they send that to you in the mail. And once I have that card, supposedly I can go and get money out, and um, I guess I'm going to be living that until I get my next job. I'm hoping that my first job, which is a warehouse job, starts again May 14th. And as long as I have that shit, I can pay my bills for the next month and keep going. But um, that's my plan for right now. And if not, I do have a construction job lined up. I just have to do that shit, but that's going to be like a 12, 13-hour shift. I'm not going to have no time for writing, no time for music. It is what it is, but we gotta survive, do what we gotta do. But one thing is, music will never stop, no matter where I'm at in life. I've already stopped that shit dozens and dozens of times. Nah, nah, not again. Hey, man. Well, I can already tell by like the sound of your voice and just like your conviction, and just from my experiences with you, from what we've you know shows that you've busted to or whatever. That like I know you're down for your shit and you're a hustler, and like I have faith that you know you're gonna land on your feet. And you're gonna be all right, man. So uh, this too Thank shall you, pass. Baby. If anything, um, I've, I've been trying to look at it like a blessing in disguise, you know, and I feel like uh, we're going to we can we can transition into the next topics right now, because I know you talked about shows getting canceled and like not being able to rock and perform and make money that way. But I do know that um, you put out a new project and you have some new projects that you're working on and shit. Um, and always, you also always, said, always. You also said that you are scheduling some shows or have some shows scheduled and like tours scheduled. I'm guessing like live stream and stuff. So if you want to just get into that, um, your new project that just sure. came out and you know whatever shows and stuff you got coming up, man. All right, sounds dope. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, so let's take it to the first part. I've lost so far five shows since it's all lockdown. Uh, one was Sacramento. One was Oakland. Uh, West Covina, West Covina. Uh, I was going to do a show in Cathedral City that they're about to sign me the day that the lockdown was announced. And then uh, there's another show in uh, Nevada and Vegas. I got called last minute. And literally after they booked me the next day, I got locked down all the clubs, the casinos, and all the shit. So I've lost five shows in about three different states and about five cities. My tour, which was supposed to start May 29th, the end of this month, which was in three states, California, Colorado, Nevada. Um, it was pretty much 10 cities, uh, three states that got canceled because all the clubs. And that was from May 20, I believe May 28th to June 14th. Uh, 
So um, I'm kind of rescheduling everything right now. We're kind of waiting until um, pretty much the president and the governor say we can open up clubs. We could do shows and festivals. And um, that's when I'm going to rebook all those shows that I have, try to make a new tour, hopefully get the same cities, the same states. And if I can't, keep doing it keep doing what I do no matter what, because there's always going to be trials and tribulations no matter what we do in life. So that's how I see it. And you said it yourself. Sometimes these things are a blessing. Sometimes like, you know, I look at bad things as a way to grow and a way to mature. And um, I have a lot more time for reading, writing, making songs, recording, rehearsing, doing all that. Now, you know. And um, so other day I was talking to my person who was going to hire, uh, was going to do shows in Vegas. And he was saying, as long as the lockdown doesn't continue, he was saying as long as the lockdown doesn't continue into uh, June, I think he said June 12th, that they're going to open up the casinos out there and you're going to be able to do festivals again out there. But they're going to obviously be uh, limits and guidelines like that. So I'm hoping that um, if Vegas is going to be open, I'm hoping up pretty much everywhere else, like other states and main cities, you know, because Vegas is very congested, as you know, and shit, especially when you're performing out there. Yeah, but what I've uh, seen on the news or heard or whatever is that it's just more like the leadership over there is like doesn't give a fuck, you know, and is trying to like get the, the city back open and not really listening to, uh, you know, health officials or, you know, some Hold up. not really following... Uh, not really following like the suggestions from you know the CDC and shit. So if they do open up, which is possible, because that's what I've heard is that they're thinking about it because they want to get you know the economy cracking and they want to get like their whole city is based on tourism, you know, and like people tourism like it. LA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's fucking crazy, dog. LA has like its downtown districts and there's a lot of like industrial shit here that goes on, but like Vegas is mostly like a service fucking, you know, town. So I don't know if, if it does wow. open up, but that it, I'm, which it might, I don't think that's going to be like a sign that other cities are going to open up. It's just like Vegas is fucking down for their shit, you know? <laughs> uh, we'll see, dude. But that's what I was saying. I was thinking if Vegas could do it, other places would be down to do shows and clubs and shit like that. Um, so as far as doing shows and, uh, I'm going to hit Denver up in my connects in Denver and Pueblo and, uh, some other spots. Um, I have a connect in Henderson, which is like 40 minutes out of Vegas. Yeah, they, I know where it's at. I got, I got some family yeah. that lives out there. Yeah, like I actually have um, not family, blood family, but people that have been moving to Vegas. Everyone's from LA either moves to Arizona or Vegas or Texas. So like it's a mini LA out there, you know. Um, I just been talking with them. I've been talking to my people in Oakland and in Frisco. And it's the same shit. All the promoters are just waiting so they can have that go. And even when they have that go, we don't still know if anyone's going to even come to the shows and buy the tickets On a, and do the support. People are going to go. It won't be as big, <laughs> but, like, people are losing their fucking minds, dude. Um, I think the the bigger factor is whether or not people are going to have money to go out. But if they have That's money, true. if they have money, they're yeah. going to go out, bro. Like, come on people dude there's yeah. i think there's like a party going on downstairs i saw a fucking moon bouncer down the fucking street <laughs> like people do not give any fucks bro serious straight up um are yeah, you doing- like in my hood in my hood dude right now all the quinces all the quinceaneras and all the baby showers are going on mariachis and shit the corners dog trust <laughs> i feel you my bad go on no i was saying uh uh, have you been thinking about doing like live shows or like any live streaming type shit, yeah. like internet stuff? Because I know that's kind of the wave so, right now. 
Yeah, so that was going to kind of like my segment into my next uh, little avenue of what I'm talking about on the topic. So what I'm going to start doing is I'm trying to make it, um, you know him as well. I'm from Project Mayhem. It's like yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. label studio. You know, the that's homie Ryman. Home, Shout out the homie Ryman. The homie, homie and owner. What up, my boy Ryman? And engineer um, and fucking and engineer, mastermind. Producer. Yeah. Tyler Durden yeah. of the motherfucker for sure. <laughs> Uh, he's one of my top three engineers I fuck with every day, you know, so that's like fam right there. So what up, Ryman? What up, Project Mayhem? Um, I'm going to try. I'm trying right now. Actually, not going to. I'm trying right now to get artists from the whole Project Mayhem. You know, there's like seven or eight of us. I'm trying to get at least maybe three or four to rock maybe two songs after me, maybe do a little 10 minute set, new shit, old shit. And then have uh, people that I know are dope spitters, dope musicians, maybe two songs after me, and the next one, two songs. So it can be like a good half an hour little live stream at Project Mayhem. And that's what I'm working towards right now. But like we said this before, a lot of people are freaking out and a lot of people are not. So I have artists that are not even leaving their house. So when I hit them up and shit, <laughs> what no, up? Go ahead, finish, finish. I was going to cut you off, but yeah. go ahead, yeah. <laughs> All right, so when I'm hitting them up and shit, they're still giving me like the sketchy, like, I don't know, dog, like, I'm not trying to be around you or anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I respect your, I respect your opinion and shit, dude, but um, I live by myself, so I don't got to worry about contamination from anyone in my house. But right. um, I feel you, you know, all I can say is, that's what I've been trying to do, and it's hard to get a good lineup. I know some good artists. I know good spitters and good lyricists, but to get them in one room at one point, at one point in time, that shit is a task. <laughs> yeah, dog. I was I was gonna jump in and say I'm one of those artists who's like not leaving my pad. I'm only like kicking it with the four or five people that I've been hanging out with from the beginning, and that's like you know the Muck mm. Clan, like the our our rap shit, like pretty much then yeah. and like i see my mom every once in a while but we keep up we keep our distance you know what i'm saying like every time i'm walking the house i gotta I, I when i'm out in the street i got gloves i got masks i'm fucking walking around with a spray bottle alcohol like hand sanitizer like i am not fucking around with this shit bro i feel you dude and i'm taking my own precautions too alcohol everywhere you know hand, uh gloves and uh mask on the trains and the metro and shit like that but at the same time I'm not letting it affect my life too much to the point where I'm letting fear drive me. But I'm also be like, all right, dude, I'm giving things like a second and third fucking guess. Like, all right, dude, I'm not going to shake your hand. Uh, shit like that. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be around you. And even when I do chill at the studio, we're like 10 feet apart and shit like that. And there's only like one person or two people, you know. So I am taking my own precautions. and um, But at the same time, I'm trying to get shit done and still live my life. So um, I feel you, dude. Everyone has their own, um, I, would get, I would say, limitations. Do what you feel is secure and safe for yourself, you know? But um, yeah, it's just that the, live shit. There's just different strategies. No, it's just, no, it's cool. It's because, like, there's a little delay with the Wi Fi. So, we're, you know, we're just, it's gonna, we have to get used to it. But uh, it's just like, yeah, that's just the reality we're living in right now, you know? Like, everybody has their own strategy. They have their own fucking protocols, their own procedures of how they're rolling. And some people are more lax. Straight some up. people are more aggressive. Some people are working. So, they're like, dude, I have to be out there anyway. So, I gotta do, you know, I'm living my life yeah. regardless. So like, <laughs> yeah. I can't really do. Sh I can't. I can't help it. I gotta be out there. So, um, you know, it's just it's different yeah. strokes, different folks, different situations. I'm lucky to be able to like 
be locked down. I'm hoping I get some fucking unemployment money soon. But you know, I had some shit to say, a little cushion to save on. So I'm I'm good for now. You know, you your whole setup right there in your fucking room. Well, yeah, I brought everything like here. I basically <laughs> did when when they locked everything down. I condensed everything from all the different studios and people. I was like, dude, I'm not leaving my pad. Like I brought everything in. Yeah, I got my, I brought my DJ shit out. Like I'm you know I'm not DJing any shows. So yep. my DJ shit's here. Got my podcast shit here. I was like, fuck everybody like you know i got my own shit i'm contained you know so uh what's next? that's dope you're doing dog respect so you got uh a new project right we didn't get to that you got a new project out right now or it just dropped or it dropped today or a single drop today uh, i yeah so this is what happens uh I've had three EPs dropped so far. My last one was in September. So it's kind of, you know, that one's getting old almost, but that one went really good. That one's called Steadfast Collabs Volume 2. It's a whole series of, like, uh, just collaborations I'm doing with dope MCs from Cali, LA, um, Arizona, Colorado, just anyone that can actually meet. I have a, a track with someone from Philly. Uh, that was dope as fuck. What up, Solmans? Um, just that one went really good performing stage to stage on some live shit. So, uh, Steadfast Collabs Volume 2 on Spotify, everything. Go check me out. You'll see my bald head on the mic and everyone else. East of the River's on there. <laughs> nice. Project Mayhem's on there. Strict Set's on there. Um, Locust on the mic. Is, yeah. You know, all dope, uh, dope ass people, a, a grip of dope ass people are on there. The single I just dropped today is called Final Stages Volume 1. It's part of a whole series of volumes, which I'm going to be talking about, which I feel are like final stages until the end point. And the end point being the new world order where we're completely controlled mind control spiritual control everything that can be controlled like on some 1984 shit george orwell shit if you ever read that book if you haven't read that shit because it's happening right now and then everything that in that book's um that it stated 50 years ago is going to happen within the next 20 years it's happening right now so do your research read in between the lines don't listen to everything you hear do your research and um i just released it at 12 p.m Hit me up on Spotify, Apple, Google. I'm on everything, dude. YouTube, uh, drop me a DM if you like it. If you're fucking with it, share it. Free download. That's all I do. I'm a messenger. I'm trying to spread some light about what's happening. And um, my new album, which is going to be dropping in, I'm pretty sure around July, that, that's the new project I was telling you about. And that one's called Finally. And that one's like a more personal album. Um, the main topic which I picked finally was there's been like dozens and dozens of issues I've wanted to talk about and get off my chest since I was a teenager. You know, maybe I was too insecure, too scared, um, too fearful of what people are going to think about me and judge me even more than they already judge me. <laughs> um, and that's what it's about. Relationships, friendships, addictions. You know, um, I was a horror. I was addicted on drugs for over 10 years about five to six drugs hardcore every single day. Um, so that's a huge part of it. Toxic relationships. You know, I've thrown away chunks of my life with certain girls that I thought they were the one, you know, and there is just toxic, you know. So just things like that, personal issues, mental issues, just literally on some spread my guts to the whole world with dope melodies and rhythms. And it's just all me. The only track I think I have is my boy on Praise, which goes by Danny Zinko. He's from the 818. He's one of my engineers. Dope singer, dope R&B artist, R&B artist, dope guitar singer, just dope everything. What up, praise? 818, what's up, dog? Um, that's, I think you've probably met him, too, at a show before, but uh, he's more of an 818 cat. He stays. He likes to stay over there with the Northside Riders. But what up, 818? What up, San Fernando? All you fools out there fucking with me, all you fools uh, following me. 
What up? Um, yeah, so yeah. So finally, that one's gonna be about ten to twelve tracks. So uh, you call it a uh, sorry? It's just the, I have to interrupt because before I forget, you're calling it finally because you've never talked about this shit before, or like where does the title come from? Or I've uh, the things that I have talked about. It's kind of like you mentioned it in a line. You know how you say things in a bar and you never like really, um, you never really uh, get down into it. You never describe like, that ex- one bar or that one on it. Meaning. You never like expand yeah. on it. Expand on it. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what this whole album is about, expanding on maybe I mentioned it one time three years back or four years back, you know, but this whole fucking album is expanding on the ideas. Intent, uh, the intent of the whole album is just I want people to know me like you're my homie or you're my family member because I have a lot of people asking me a lot of questions about my past, about my present, uh, where I come from, what made me get to this point, you know? And that's what this is, you know, and this is a lot for my family too. a lot of family. I don't talk to anymore. A lot of people who don't talk to me anymore. Um, people we just had to part ways with people who uh, are dead, got murdered. I can't talk to them anymore. People who are doing life that they were very close to me that I can't talk to them anymore. You know, like there's actually a law in California that um, if you have any uh, violent or drug arrest, which I do. Uh, you cannot talk to any inmate with a violent or drug arrest charges in while well, they're locked up. So people that I loved and shit that are locked up doing life, the rest of their life, I'm never going to be able to talk to them. So um, that's another reason. Like I have a homie, I have a song to my homeboy, Silent. He, you know, he caught 25 to life um, for robbery, kidnapping, possession, and weapons. And I'm probably never going to see him or talk to him again. So a lot of these letters, you know, or this one song is definitely to him. So that's what I mean about finally things I've always wanted to talk about, but I never actually um, communicate it fully and expand it fully. Do you feel like, cause I, I, I know you mentioned like it's for all these other people, your family and like your homies and all that. But like the, the more you mention it, I almost feel like you're also doing it for yourself. Like finally you get this shit off your chest, you know, like to be able to Number just, like, one. put that burden <laughs> down, you know, like, so is that yeah. anything that true? Yeah, or? Actually, yeah. No, it's totally true. It is for everybody else to really know me, you know, to not just, you know, give their little quick judgment about me. But honestly, it is. You you hit the nail right there, Doug. You put the nail in the coffin, which is to release all the shit off my chest and to fucking move on. I'm not trying to stay on this shit. You know, I used to be very, very bitter and angry at the world and shit. A lot of things that didn't go my way. And then a couple of years ago, I just realized, dude, a lot of the problems are myself. A lot of the problems are my own choices. A lot of the problems are my own mistakes, dude. You know? And we bring on a lot of this negative energy. We don't think we do, but we do. So I'm just want, I'm just finally happy. This is going to be dope. Get the shit out there. Hopefully it does good. Check that shit out, my people. Finally dropping this summer, 2020, July. So do you? Do you? Are, do you, are you like a, a rehabilitated gangster? Are you like a? Are you like? <laughs> did you used to be like a crazy like thug homeboy, and now you're on your fucking messaging positivity shit now, because I, 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 my first impression of you was, oh, this was like a little thug rapper, you know, but then, like, I actually hear you rap, and it's, like, not really thug at, at, at all, like, in, like, not gangster rap type shit, you know, but, like, the look, you know, that's why, like, it's easy for people to misjudge you or, or get a quick read yeah. on you without knowing you, because you have, like, a look, you know, you're like a homeboy, you have a homeboy look, like, you're rocking the mustache with the beanie, like, with the, with the big, with the big pullover, you know what I mean, like, I, I can, I totally got that misconception from you first, but, like, are you, like, a, is that, like, your, your, your thing, you know? Good question, dude. Uh, everyone listening right now, listen to this full on my 
uh, answers right now. I'm going to explain the shit. All right. So um, I grew up with a lot of cholos, gangbangers. My uncle was a shot caller for one of the cliques, that grew, uh, one of the areas that grew up. My cousins are so I have cousins that are soldiers. All my homies, basically, they're tag banged or gang banged. Everybody deal. So I definitely grew up with that influence. I used to click bang. Yes. I used to tag bang being the whole graffiti scene. Um, as you can see my face, I have multiple scars and dents and um, stitches everywhere all over my face, my head, all over my body. I've been through a lot of bullshit that I should have never went through. You know, a lot of it has to do with the areas I grew up in. It's very gang infested and it's very um, drug infested, you know. So naturally, there's a lot of violence. Like pretty much someone just got shot in the head on Wednesday night and I was going home and I heard that shit. And, you know. And they don't even report this shit. They don't. They stop reporting in my neighbor in the areas that I grew up in. No, no reporting at all. And this shit's not cool, dude. So, um, answered it right there. I do not gangbang. I never gangbang, but I used to be from a clique. We used to do all graffiti shit and all that beef and drug dealing, all that shit that came with it, all the problems. You know, um, it's been about six years since I left that that whole life. Um, and when I left that whole life, I stopped dealing too. You know, I used to do all that shit, um, constantly dealing with narcs, constantly even dealing with feds at one point. And uh, I just got tired of it, dude. That's like, if I want to be a true artist, I want to create, I want to spread light. I want to be a messenger. You can't do two things at the same time, dude. If you're running the streets all night, dude, you're not going to be in the studio. You're not going to be writing. You're not going to do shows and tours. You're going to be focused on that. You can't have two loves, dude. Either one love or the other. You serve one, you uh, forget the other, or you serve one and forget the other one. That's how it is, dog. All my little Gs, all my people in that shit, think about your future, dude. That's what I tell everybody. Do what you got to do now, but think about your future, dude. And that's what I'm doing now. Everything that I've always dreamed about and planned that's what i'm doing right now uh was there like uh and obviously this is a, this is a personal question so if you don't want to go there like i totally get it but was there like a moment or an incident or like <laughs> something that went down that made you be like oh i gotta get out of this life like this is not the life for me like this is you know this is bad like i know i'm gonna i'm gonna die or i'm gonna end up in jail or like what was and again you don't want, if you don't want to talk about it, but like that, that shit piqued my interest, you know, because I'm fucking chismoso and shit. Like, I appreciate your chismoso style. No, <laughs> um, nah, dog, it's, it's cool. You know, you're my homie, and any, and we're this is uh, to get people to know me. I'm uh, comfortable with that. So, uh, I would say there's like maybe a good like three or four instances where I was just like, dude, if I don't change this right now, and I would say one of the main ones was, uh, you know, I, when I grew up dealing, it's not like how you deal now, or you use, you know, Facebook and IG to sell drugs and shit, it's that simple. We used to chill on corners and alleys, you know, on the, literally on the street all day, rapping and freestyling and dealing drugs, that's what I did. Like, that was my thing, and then we, we did graffiti at the same time, you know? So it was this one night when it was hot all weekend. Like it was just hot. So it was getting stabbed, jumped, you know, it was just hot right there. It was a bad area where I was in on my corner. And so we're rapping or whatever. And then um, as we were rapping, I seen this one car pass by and he already passed by like four times. It's this one black um, sip. Yeah, it was this one black civic. And I'm, I'm very, very aware of my surroundings, you know. But I was high and I was kind of rolling, you know, I was all fucked up, you know, I was feeling good. And then I seen him the fourth time. I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Light shows. laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, me, me and ecstasy when I rap is just like that's my that's my bitch right there. That's my chick, you know. So um, I see the car again. I see the car again, and I'm like, that's when I'm like, I tell the homie, I'm like, hey dog, we need to leave the spot right now. Um, that, that there's something about to go down. And as soon as I said something's about to go down, all we hear is this fool busts yeah. the bitch, and as he's busting the bitch around the corner that I'm on, this fool starts dumping. And I'm already running because I already I already heard the screech. But the homeboys that weren't running, they're right there. One got caught in the ankle, another got caught, I think, like in the arm or something like that, you know. And I, I barely, my skinny ass barely made it by like maybe a half a foot from getting hit. And that was one of the main, 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 main times. There is a couple. There's another time. There was another shootout after that, maybe a year later. And then um, there was a night where I overdosed. I was on about six different drugs. And I remember I overdosed. And um, when I came back to, it was about almost three days later. I came back to on the ground, had blood all over my face and my nose and like foam on my, on my lips. Um, that was scary too. And, and that you, was, you survived on your own? You didn't have to go to the hospital I, or nothing? Like you survived totally yeah. on your own? You didn't have to go to the hospital? Well, I went to the doc. I went... Well, I went to the doctor after that, right. but <laughs> I remember, I remember, yeah, I remember, I remember getting into my, I remember getting into my, my house, right. Getting into my pad and then everything started bl- like blacking, like literally fading. And then I remember falling and that was like on a Saturday night. And then I remember coming to in a different room in the restroom. And I remember coming to with like blood on my face and my nose and uh, like foam and shit. And I remember coming to, and it was about a, I think Wednesday morning or a Tuesday morning and just i remember i remember i was like oh fuck i remember i drank some water and then i went to the doctors later that day and then he told me the news like basically he told me he's all basically if you don't stop you will die the next time or the next time he was all the amount of drugs that you take is enough to like light up a party (laughs) and i was it's true dude like a person's not meant to put that in your body you're not meant to put that much poison in your body you know so um yeah and then that like time after, was like maybe, and after years of abuse i'm sure you built up a tolerance and like oh, it, you know you started like because no one starts off doing that much right it's like nah. you, yeah you start the little the little bit amount gets you high and then little by little and like, no. so after years and years of abuse like you don't even know your limits anymore you, you yeah. need to keep pushing it farther yeah. like gets out of control you know oh dude it would get out of control to the point where literally people would look at me like you're doing that dog like because I, I used to be a psychedelic and pill head you know so i would start off at like seven e's and then start off at like nine tabs and then i would do like maybe two apes of shrooms and then pop like maybe like five hydrocodines like it was just ridiculous to what i was doing and then every two or three hours you know i would keep adding and adding to keep the high i like to be high for like two or three days at a time honestly so it was just not good dog that's like a whole month that, worth final- that's like a whole month's worth of shit that you did like in two days <laughs> Dude, it was honestly, it was just, it was ridiculous. So my whole point to you is there is one last time that really scared me and I was about to be 20 and uh, I was in the studio. I was in a really uh, expensive recording studio that my cousin paid for in North Hollywood. And um, so I went in the booth, I had my shit and I started spitting, dude, and I couldn't talk. Like anybody who knows that the psychedelics, acid and E they fuck with your nervous system your nervous system you know is pretty much you know relates messages from your brain to your body to your tongue to your mouth to how to direct what you're saying and what you're doing and 
for two and a half hours, I try to spit my verse, a fucking 16, uh, 16 bar verse, one 16 bar verse, which I can do in like five minutes, 10 minutes. Um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't speak. I couldn't enunciate. Um, it was getting to the point where I almost quit. And um, I just said, I'm going to do it another time. I walked out, pissed off. And then at that moment, it was like, it kind of hit me like, dude, what you love to do, you're destroying. And then that's when I really started just thinking about my life. And then ever since uh, around 20, that's when I stopped, like, you know, I stopped making, you know, I stopped doing psychedelics and then I stopped doing pills and then I stopped doing this and then that. And then finally, like, I was like, all right, I'm going to stop with the click shit. You know, I'm tired of catching cases. I don't want to fucking go to prison for the rest of my life. You know, um, all I could say is, you know, my maker, he's had his hand on me, you know, case after case after case overdose. Just over and over, there's signs, you know, there's signs from the world telling you, wake the fuck up, homie, wake the fuck up, you're doing it wrong. And um, finally, I got those signs and I was like, all right, let's do this shit right, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, so I got about a. You're lucky, bro. You got I, a shitload of chances, you know? Some people, they don't, yeah. they don't get lucky like that, like the first overdose or the first case and they're fucking, they're locked away and they go down a path that's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're, yeah. you really are you know blessed and like lucky to have been able to like not just survive but also you know thrive get, yeah thrive and get out and like you were able to start a whole new life you know which is like so rare so i don't know congratulations Honestly, good is. luck like i don't Thank know you're one you good luck don't go back <laughs> but to be honest with you dude uh to be honest with you like um i never really even thought of it that way because everyone i grew up with like the shit that they do is way worse than me. So I was just always like, you got it. I was just always like, yeah, he's about to be here right now. He's up for me. Um, so I was just, who's that? Is that Ryman? It's kind of like, damn dude. Like what up? Double D from green F. Oh, double D. This is my sponsor. This is what, yeah. Sneaky says, what up? Um, this is one of my main people right here, one of my main sponsors. If you could see it, it's green Avenue. He's uh, at his own clothing company, his own uh, photography company. Step back and, a little uh, bit. Take a couple steps back so they can see it. Yeah, should now pull it up. There you go. Yeah, nice. That's so nice. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mira. But uh, anyways, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my word right there. But what I was talking about is I never thought it was like what I was doing was that bad because I had like like people around me killing people. <laughs> so like, you know, like I grew up, I'm not trying to joke. But literally serial killers, like you know. But I guess that's like like killing people over. <laughs> but that's like where perspective but, but, comes in, right? Because it's like maybe you yeah. weren't doing bad shit. You weren't doing bad shit to other people, but you were doing bad shit to yourself, right? And that's like doing bad shit for the whole world because you're not, you know. Yeah, like, dude. So even though you weren't hurting people, you were still hurting yourself, and like you know, not awesome. living up to your full potential, and you know, not yeah. So I mean, I, you know, it, it, it's all perspective. But yeah, when you're when you're surrounded by like a higher level of evil, then your fucking petty shit seems like totally excusable. <laughs> I have to admit, bro. Uh, yeah, you've lived a crazy lifestyle, man, and I'm um, happy that you are a reformed uh, click writer guy. And uh, yeah, man. I love graffiti. Hold on. I love graffiti and I'm always, uh, I always be loving the whole style and graffiti and murals and shit, you know, maybe one day I'll learn how to do it in my own property where I don't get fucking chased and shot at. But <laughs> other than that, you know, I left that whole fucking. So before we jumped on, you said you were, uh, you're like an, you're an artist, you know? So did you ever really get 
I guess you kind of answered it, right? But did you ever get into the art of uh, drawing and shit? Like, more than just tagging your name? Oh, we lost the homie again. You know what? I think uh, she's just having Wi-Fi issues. Oh, you're back? You're back. Woo! Yeah, good. Oh, no, because you froze on my side. You were like, I was like, oh. yeah, I thought we lost you again. So, oh, no, uh, I was talking. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, your shit was completely frozen over here. So oh. I don't know, yeah, I don't know if it's your Wi-Fi or, like, your homie that just walked in, jumped on that shit, slowing you down. I don't know. But I think, yep, that was fucking me up, jumping on the Wi-Fi. Fucking up. You're fucking them up. <laughs> hey, dog, don't be fucking my shit up. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, but um, I was actually asking, like, the the drawing, the style, like, do you still draw? Did you really, ever really, like, elevate your drawing game, or was it more just, like, tagging and shit? Uh, I was a big tagger into bombs. If you guys know what bombs are, like it's, you know, a, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, the outline, the color, the shading, and the shadowing. That's pretty much what a bomb is, and that's what I love to do, you know? I did a little piecing. But I wasn't great at it, so I just stick to tagging and bombing. But um, I just had love for the whole graffiti style, the smell of it, being in it, you know, being on the freeways, being on the overpasses, you know, being on the street. You know, there's nothing like it. But um, when I hit music and got serious with music, I was like, oh, shit, there's nothing like this. Right, and when I hit right. that stage and when I had people fucking with my music, bumping that shit and, like, actually connecting, I was like, damn, dude. Like, I kind of just put writing and tagging, like putting work in and all that shit. I was just staying home. I was just staying whole nights, writing verses after verses after verses. I'm like. Motherfucker. Hey, we lost you again, fam. You froze over here. Can you hear me? Shit. All right, yeah. Wi-Fi issues. It's been a great interview, though. If he comes back real quick, I'm going to tell him we should just, like, peace out because I'm pretty sure people that are watching are getting annoyed. And, uh, yeah, our conversation keeps getting interrupted. But um, it's been fun, man. I've actually known Steadfast for probably a little over two years now. And uh, I didn't really know all of this stuff about him. So I lost you again. Yeah. I was actually just telling uh, yo. the, I was just actually just telling the people that like I've known you for like a little over two years and I didn't know all this stuff about you. So this is kind of a cool way to like really get to know you, you know, as like a homie. Like, and I guess this whole podcast right now is like. We would have been chilling. We would have been seeing each other at shows or some shit, but we're all Dude, locked down. And shit. Just... Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm going to just have you uh, sign off and just say what, say later to the people since we're having the Wi-Fi yeah. issues and shit. So just uh, I'll give you a little outro and uh, we'll call it a night, man. Thank you for your time. Dude, appreciate you. I appreciate you too, man. Um, stay tuned for that. Finally, EP dropping out 2020 summer, most likely July. I'm on all platforms under Steadfast Raw. Get my new single up called Final Stages Volume 1. Thanks, my G, for everything you give me. Have a blessed night. Stay safe. And I will see you soon as, start, uh, as soon as this fucking lockdown shit is over with. Get me up on Steadfast Raw on everything. Peace. Thank you. All right, my man. Talk to you later. Peace. Yo, let's talk about recognition and respect. While I feast, the label's picking up the check. Then I leave to catch my set.